TV and movie talk with a married couple. What a novel idea. Yeah. Married with Channels, my name is Moose. And I'm Jody. And we're here to talk movies and TV and chew bubblegum. We're out of bubblegum, so let's talk TV shows first. All right. Getting into it uh, with Slow Horses, the Apple Plus, Apple TV Plus. It's such a clunky name for me. Yeah, we've but always anyway. kind of struggled with that, haven't we? Yeah, yeah. Apple TV Plus. Um, you got Gary Oldman and a good supporting cast about these, we'll say, uh, faulty MI5 spy agents. They've screwed up at some point or another, and they went up in a place called the Slough House, which is where the the rejects go. Kind of. Yeah, it, it almost looks like a kind of a, a horrible environment to reform them, you yeah. know? And I think this is probably a good way to, to, to surmise this would be Bad News Bears meets Jason Bourne slash James Bond. Oh, interesting. Bad News Bears reference. Yeah. That's awesome. <laughs> They're kind of the rejects. But anyway, um, so far they've released three episodes. We've watched the three as of, as of this recording. And it's pretty good. Yeah, I like it. It's interesting. Yeah, it's a different take on things. I should mention it's based on a series of novels. Yeah. um, Which now I'm kind of interested in the novels. Sure. I guess this season follows the first book, which is called Slow Horses. Okay. Um, So take that for what you want. Gary Oldman is just always phenomenal in just about everything he does. I mean, he's really good in this role. You I know? know, but even what sometimes when he pops up, even you do it. You do yes. his fifth element stuff. Where are my stones? Yes. I can't help but think I of know. that role. Yeah. Always with him. And I got to get you to watch True Romance because you'll probably be quoting some other stuff if you watch him in that. Sure. He has a very brief but very enigmatic, memorable role. But Slow Horses is, it's, a lot about it is really good. The pacing's good. The writing's good. The cinematography, the the color coding, uh, you know, I mean, I, I think I said performances. Yeah, some, acting. some of the character development is really good for me, kind of seeing each character and why they are mm-hmm. here. You know, what got them to this point, kind of that background information. Who are these people? And, you know, the there's kind of a a mystery to unravel at the same time as well. They, they kind of stumble a, upon something that might be something. So yeah, yeah kind of intertwined in this as well. Yeah. There's little mysteries at like, and it's not like those mysteries are played out for the long haul, but you know, you kind of wonder how, well, how did each of these people get here? What did they do? Yeah. Um, the one gal, I don't know her name. She's older. She's the one that brings the files to, uh, Lamb, the Gary Oldman character. And we just see flashbacks of her coming home, calling for, uh, I presume her husband's name. I don't think it's her husband. I think she worked with another higher up in British intelligence. She worked for him and, uh, somehow messed up. And he ends up dead. And yeah. that's why she is where she is. Yeah. And we find out she's a recovering alcoholic going to uh, some meetings. And then on other characters, you know, it's even some kind of minor characters in the Slough House are 
you know, we find out some info on them. Just might, you know, they're unpacking the mysteries of each of these people kind of slowly, which is good. Yeah. Um, I think over a season, you can get away with that. You know, this character here, that character there. Yeah. So uh, here's a scene from Slow Horses, um, River Cartwright, who we see in the first opening. The opening scene's pretty intense. Yeah. He's in a regular MI5 and shit goes wrong for him. Now he's in the slough house digging through trash, literally. And here he's been called up to meet with Lamb, uh, Gary Oldman's character, who's the head of the slough house and just kind of hates all these people, <laughs> maybe himself included. And uh, here we go. It's not the social faux pas. You seem to think it was. You, you, you didn't break wind during someone's wedding now. What was it? Uh, 149 dead, 212 injured, uh, 3 million in damages, half a billion in lost revenue. It was a training exercise. Uh, if a pilot crashes a simulator, he doesn't then brush it off and go, well, sorry, it was a fucking exercise, and then expect to be put behind the wheel of a 747. It's not the same thing. No, it's worse, you tit. <laughs> it's worse, you tit. <laughs> um, yeah, so he's, a, he's an old, ruffled... Take no shit. I don't give a fuck type of character, Gary Oldman. But and then we have this uh, this ongoing this this story that they're trying to. It seems like they're getting kind of sucked into, or River Cartwright, anyways, getting them into about this uh, this uh, uh, Arabic British man who gets kidnapped by these we'll say white nationalists, mm-hmm. right leaning folk. So uh, they get kind of into that whole mystery and there's a writer who is kind of sympathetic who they're tracking and there's a it looks like there's a story arc for the whole season involving this situation yeah and you know maybe that character kind of views this as if i saw this mystery this would be like my way to get back in good good graces yeah get back to regent's park I think sure. is what the main headquarters for MI5 is. Yeah. At least in this story. So I want yeah. to mention too, she's maybe a bigger part is coming, but Kristen Scott Thomas is in this. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I haven't seen her in a while. Yeah. I'm sure she's been doing fine on English productions. But, but I thought that was a good role. Like I could see her being the kind of the head honcho. They call her the second desk. At yeah. MI5, you know, <laughs> I get her, I get her sometimes mixed up with, uh, Oh, what's her name? She played, the, the person I'm thinking of played like the main, the boss in one of the Jason Bourne movies. Oh. She was also, um, damn it, she was in that good movie where she was going to be the candidate for vice president, but she had to get, I can't remember her name, I could see her face, but I get those two mixed up quite a bit. So when I initially saw Kristen Scott Thomas in this, I'm like, oh, she's working a good Joan Allen British accent. Is that her? Who are you thinking Allen. of? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I'm thinking yeah. of. Yeah, I get her and Joan Allen mixed up quite oh, a bit. Oh, interesting. The Candidate? What was that movie? <laughs> you have to warn me. I can't look and, these and, things up fast enough. <laughs> and speaking of that movie, which Jody's looking up right now, Gary Oldman was in that, and he played a real shady Southern senator. The Contender? The Contender, that's it. Yeah, that's a good movie. That's the one where Jeff Bridges is the president and his like power play is to offer food to people. I don't know if and I've if seen ex- that movie. I think we watched it. What? No. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. Okay. We should watch I, it. I should watch it again because I don't recall this movie for some reason. 
Yeah. No, it's good. Okay. Um, but uh, slow horses. I mean, everything about the show, I think, is interesting. It's very much a British show, so you got to watch it with the subtitles on. Yes. Yeah, sometimes I can't understand what they're yeah. saying. I'm like, what? Rewind. Sorry, I don't. Yeah. I didn't get that line. I but. wonder if they have like an American accent setting on the show. I don't think I would like that. Like it's dubbed. No. Like with normal. Not normal, but it's dubbed with American voices. Is that what you mean? Yeah, much like much like Lupin is. Yeah. Um, yeah, I wouldn't want to watch it that way, but I'd be curious to see if there is because I want to hear a Gary Oldman's <laughs> an American <laughs> accent of Gary Oldman, who can obviously do an American accent. Yeah. I just want to hear some guy from Ohio. I don't know. I don't. I don't find those things enjoyable. I think they're better in their, you know. Agreed. regular form yeah i'd rather read su- english subtitles like it it kind of bothers me when i watch shows and they dub it in english and it's like uh, uh, yeah. it just doesn't seem right i've watched a little thing on like uh a guy dubbing uh uh squid game yes and they kind of mentioned how like it can be a little off-putting for people watching but a lot of people need it don't sure. want to don't want to read sure so uh yeah i'm with you i'd rather read it like lupon we yeah. watched it starting out with the american dub yeah and it's fine but it's just eh. there's yeah. just something there as you watch where you're like eh. i'd just rather read it yeah there was another show i checked out by myself that was similar it was the spanish i want to say it was uh no you know kind of um it was a spanish show and they were on a boat and there was kind of a mystery but I started watching it with the English dub and I was like, no, I just can't. There's, it's just, it just feels awkward and, and strange to me. Yeah. So. But, uh, back to slow horses. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I, I, I'm only a little disappointed that they release it weekly. Yeah. It's not a full on dump up there and you binge it. If we you have want. to wait for episodes, you know how Which, I feel about that. I know you're not a fan. <laughs> I, I'm kind of torn. Like, I kind of want to be able to binge it, yeah. watch it when I can, when yeah. you can. But at the same time, I kind of like the old school feel of like, ooh, new episodes today. You, know? <laughs> you get that excitement of unwrapping the present. In my pathetic, sad little middle-aged life, yeah. Yeah. That's the one little thing that I can. Get. I know. I hate it because I've, I've gotten spoiled with when they dump it and we can binge it as much or as little as we have time for. Yeah. Like, that's my lifestyle right now. It's crazy. But it's so. worth it. It's definitely worth it. Yeah. Where, um, you got anything else on Slow Horses? No, it's a good show. I'm excited to keep watching it, see where it goes. All right. I'm going to use this to transition into our next topic. That is the the theme from Windfall, which is a movie on Netflix, which we'll be talking about now. And um, right there, you get a sense of what this movie is going to be about. You know, that music is playing over the opening shot of the back patio to this looks like a Southern California, maybe Southwest type house. And it has a very much, even the, even the credits that are rolling look kind of throwback Alfred Hitchcocky. Yeah. And, um, you know, even if you know the premise of the movie, 
or excuse me, if you don't know the premise of the movie, when you watch the opening credits, you get an idea. Okay, there's going to be some tension here. There's going to be some, maybe some mystery, maybe a murder. Yeah. Uh, the movie's it, Windfall, and it's on Netflix. That score and that opening shot had a very retro feel. Yeah, very much so. Um, it's got Jason Siegel, uh, Jesse Plemons, Lily Collins, who you've seen in Emily in Paris. Yep. She's also Phil Collins' daughter, we found out. Yes. <laughs> but uh, this is a movie about a guy who is essentially breaks into this nice vacation home for a tech billionaire. Yeah, rich couple. Rich couple. They aren't there. Yeah, he's just, it starts with him kind of, Jason Siegel's, uh, I don't even know his character's name. I don't think they tell you. Yeah, I don't either. I don't think they tell any character's name, do they? Uh, but he's the one who is kind of the, uh, poor guy. We'll say he breaks in, he's, you know, drinking some orange juice. It's a, there's an orange vineyard on the property. He's taking in the scenery. He goes into the house is helping himself peeing in the shower, um, <laughs> find some money. You know, he's kind of robbing the place a little bit, but he's very nonchalant about it. They unexpectedly come home. He hides, they catch him. He takes them hostage, and it's about it's a nice tight hour and a half of those three, you know, bandying back and forth. Yeah, trying to figure out how this is going to play out. It's it's kind of a robbery goes really wrong. <laughs> yeah, and it's tense, and there's some uh, realizations by these characters, mostly just two of them, but. The interesting thing about, and I read this going into it, and it does deliver on this premise, is like, you don't know who the bat, who to root for, really. Like, yeah. Who's bad here? Yep. And I would argue that only one of the characters is not bad. Hmm. But I won't say who. Um, but Windfall is, it's, it's a good movie. Like, it's an yeah. intense ride. It's not any, it's very, takes its time, but yet it's tight. Yeah, and you kind of pointed out an interesting part of this movie that it's basically kind of filmed just at the billionaire's house. Yeah. There's kind of some surrounding there's one, areas. But yeah, there's one set piece, essentially. It's yeah. the house and the back patio and, you know, occasionally the orange vineyard. Yeah. But for such a for a movie that has just one location, it's it's pretty beautiful. I think. Like I think the interiors of the house are nice. Yeah, I'm not typically into that Southwest Deco look. Sure, but <laughs> it's nice. The vineyard stuff's very cool. Yeah, it looks like a peaceful place, like a nice retreat. Yeah, but the the story basically hinges on them awaiting a shit ton of money to give to Jason Siegel's character. So he goes away and this never happened. Yeah. You know, but you know, a couple things happen. Yeah. Um, there's other threads to pull within that. So, well, through the whole process, we discover things about these characters that the tech billionaire, not the best guy. Sure. Uh, Jason Siegel, the guy who breaks in, you know, initially you're like, oh, he broke into their house. He's got to be a bad guy. You come to find a lot of sympathy for that dude. Mm -hmm. But then towards the end, you kind of don't. Yeah, it it, it kind of takes you on a roller coaster ride of 
are these people good or not individually? Yeah. Yeah. And then you, even, even the wife, Lily, Collins character, you kind of, I think you have some, oh, why did I look up Maverick? Idiot. Because I'm looking forward to Top Gun. But uh, even Lily Collins' character, I think starting out, you kind of have some sympathies for her, but definitely towards the end, there's, uh, yeah, they don't have character names. They're no. nobody, CEO, wife. Yeah. One guy's the gardener. Yeah. Uh, but towards the end, you you, you kind of lose some of those sympathies. In a way, though. Yeah, it's it's interesting. <laughs> it is interesting. And here's a clip from Windfall. Again, it's on Netflix where he finally. So the whole movie, the CEO thinks he has the nobody character pinned down. Mm -hmm. Oh, you're you're somebody who got laid off in the tech industry. You blame me. You see me with my billions and it's mm -hmm. my fault. And he's kind of said, like, I'm not playing that game. Jason Siegel. But then eventually rape as he's about to leave with the money, he sits down and gives him the spiel. I really wanted you to be good because then at least things might make sense. Life might feel more fair. And then I saw you, the real you, and you're so disgusting. I feel sick. And nothing feels fair. You have everything and I have nothing. At least you're alone, though. So I get to have that, right? I can pity you. You're always gonna be alone. Because I know something you don't know. She has birth control pills in her purse. He gets up and walks out the door. <laughs> and I like that he didn't tell him, like, I worked at so-and-so tech and got laid off. Yes. Mm -hmm. he, and I think he didn't have to tell him that stuff. He just told him, like, it doesn't matter why I'm here. Yeah. What matters is you're a, vi a vile person. Sure. And this 500 grand I'm taking from you will be nothing to you. Yeah. You have nothing. You This money doesn't matter. How you treat people, how you live your life, that's what matters. It's kind of what he's saying. Yeah, kind of. Like, all of the vacation homes, all the riches, he's still going to be empty. Yeah, you know? yeah. Yeah. And uh, and the Jesse Plemons character who plays CEO just sits there and takes it, you know? Yeah. I think he's finally uh, he's finally reached his wall on being a smarmy and kind of cocky. But... Uh, yeah, and then stuff happens soon after that that kind of didn't really expect. Yeah, let's not spoil. I know, but uh, Jason Segel, I think he's phenomenal in this. I yeah, think he's a really good actor. Look, for me, I I hadn't really seen him in a dramatic role, and I yeah. thought he did a good job. You know, and he doesn't get enough credit. Like Jason Segel, we know him from the comedies, mm -hmm. uh, forgetting Sarah Marshall. Yeah. Uh, what's the one with Paul Rudd that? best best friends or something like that sure but he's written a lot of stuff he's he wrote the muppets the five-year engagement um and so he's got some acting chops he knows what he's doing and 
he's uh he's pretty good in this and also sometimes when i saw him i hate to say this i was reminded of aaron Rodgers. oh weird well he's got that like kind of you know unkempt goatee going on and the kind of longish hair and sometimes he looked like Aaron Rodgers, quarterback oh. for the Green Bay Packers. <laughs> Interesting. Who, who at the time of this recording has that same look. So I'm like, Aaron Rodgers just broke into Jesse Plemons' vineyard. <laughs> but uh, uh. All, all kidding aside, he's really good in it. And so is Jesse Plemons and Lily Collins. And yeah. I guess the story on this is the creator, I think his name is Charlie McDowell, mm-hmm. wanted to make a movie set in New York City with various locations. But because of pandemic, they were forced to scale it, s- scope it down mm-hmm. to, you know, minimal. And I think that serves the story better. Yeah. That they had to do that and keep it in this one location. I think that's, it can make things a little bit more tense. Yeah. You know, it's almost like they're rats in a cage. They have nowhere to go. And you already mentioned the score, but I think that that really helps build that tension in those scenes you can kind of hear it yeah it pops in once in a while but windfalls on netflix it's definitely worth i think a watch and it's only an hour and a half yeah which is great it was if this movie was two hours two and a half (laughs) i think we'd be singing a different tune about it i think it would have had a lot of extra fluff that I think this is perfect enough because you still have kind of some questions afterwards. You're like, yeah, well, wait, what about this? And why this? And so it's great. It leaves it to your imagination. Yeah. So go check out windfall uh, again on Netflix. It's a good tight movie. Yes. And make sure you check out our podcast every week. The Married with Channels podcast available on your provider, your, you know, Amazon podcast, Apple, all that stuff. Share, tell your friends. Share, subscribe, give us a review, at least download the episodes so we get credit for the downloads. But we prefer you listen too because there's some good thoughts going on here. <laughs> Until next time, I'm Moose. And I'm Jody. We'll see you later. Bye.